so those were pretty fun. Um, I feel like we answered them pretty good, actually. Yeah, well, we, we've been married for <clears throat> almost two years, and we had a period of long distance dating before then where we spoke like every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like long distance dating makes you talk even more than you would otherwise, potentially. Yeah. So, for sure, I feel like we got to know each other really, really well because all we had are pretty much was talking and mm-hmm. um it is one of i mean long distance dating is pretty hard but i think one of the benefits is that you get to know each other or potentially have the ability to get to know each other super well yeah. versus i feel like and again this is stereotype is not the case for everybody but i feel like when you're in person all the time you can almost <clears throat> like be doing stuff but not talking sure. and maybe talking about like superficial things that like are in the moment but maybe not like talking about the super deep things the super obscure facts or whatever you know about each other I feel like on the topic of knowing your spouse sometimes I feel that way even now like now that we're married and we're together Mm. uh, sometimes I feel like we've spent a whole week together and we've done stuff together and we've hung out but we haven't necessarily talked about like like we've said, like, oh, how how was work? How'd it go? Yeah. Let me mm. like how what what happened today? And then we you know, we we make dinner, we eat it, and then we play a game or watch a show or whatever, and then we go to bed. And maybe we don't spend as much time talking about like how have you been feeling? Like what's been on your mind? Have you been mm. stressed about anything? Sure. Have you been, you know, excited about anything? What what are you thinking about? When you pray, what are you praying about? Like, what's your focus? Like, I feel like sometimes yeah. those conversations are not being had as much. And then I'm like, wait, we haven't like, I feel like we've talked, but we haven't like talked, talked in a little, in little, in a little bit. So then I feel like, like I try, we try to do that. And I feel like when we drive, because we live pretty far from a lot of places, a lot of things, church, family, all that stuff. And so we drive quite a bit. And I feel like those times we talk about like a lot more stuff because we just, we don't have any distractions really. And we're just driving and talking. And I I feel like we've had a lot of really good conversations in those, in those times. Again, I always go back to the, to the point that the devil hates marriage and he, when you get married, he wants you to fail. And so he's going to do everything he can to distract you from like knowing each other and continuing to know each other and pursuing each other and all these things. And so sometimes, I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. It's not like we're perfect. Like we get distracted too by things and, you know, go, you know what I mean? And so I think you have to be intentional just about knowing your spouse and continuing to learn more about your spouse. Right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you you read my mind. I was going to say intentional. I think when you're long distance dating since you know things are so limited you you're consciously thinking about okay what are we going to talk about you know and you know i remember in our early days we'd be like hey i watched a sermon or hey i found this list of different doctrines like what do you believe in what do i believe in or mm-hmm. um, tell me about where you went to school or tell me about your job or tell me about what you're going to do for you know what, what your career aspirations are Stuff like that. And uh, since you're so limited, it kind of forces you to be very deep in one aspect of your relationship, mm-hmm. which is communication. And one, well, not forces you, it gives you the opportunity to be opted in 
to that. You know, we said like, hey, this is what we have. We're going to make the most out of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think even if you're not long distance dating, you can still be intentional about it. You can say, yeah. hey, let's go on a walk and let's mm-hmm. just talk about what it was like for you when you were a kid and how you were raised and, you know, yeah. what, what was your childhood like? And mm-hmm. just those little things, like you, you, you'd be surprised. Just a little bit of direction can lead to a lot coming out. You know, you can see somebody in a completely different light. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, you're, you're right. Just kind of being a bit more deliberate and um, about how you have conversations can make a big difference. Yeah, and I think for um, when you are having those type of conversations, I think if one of the things that is really a tool that you can use that is a very powerful tool that a lot of people don't realize that they can use uh, to have like more effective communication is the tool of silence. So when you're talking to someone like your spouse or maybe who you're dating and you're, especially if you're talking about something very deep and maybe like personal and maybe even like has a lot of emotions attached to it for the other person, like giving them the room to answer you and have time because sometimes especially when you're beginning to get to know each other, maybe the trust is not as deep. Um, it can be hard to really try and figure out how to say different things or even just to figure out how to say them in general, like how to figure out the words to like express what you're feeling or what you went through or whatever. And um, just being silent, not trying to fill in every moment with with talk, you know, just being like, so say someone says like, oh yeah, my childhood wasn't good. Like, oh, what do you mean? Like, you want to... You want to share? Yeah. And then, you know, maybe say that the other person's like quiet and you're like, say you're on a walk, like I'm like painting the stereo. You're on a walk and (laughs) they're silent. Don't just be like, oh, you know, and anyways, uh, you know, give them some space. And if they don't want to talk about it, obviously, maybe that's not ready. But that tool of silence can do a lot in helping the other person open up and working towards you guys knowing each other better yeah well we, we learned that i mean especially when you have less cues like say mm-hmm. you're on you're on a mobile phone call and you know you don't have a video element you just it's just the voice you can't watch somebody's facial expressions mm-hmm. you know so that sometimes that will give you a clue that somebody's thinking or that you know they're about to say something mm-hmm. but in the absence of that you know sometimes that, that will force you to be like well you learn that skill, I think, over time. Mm-hmm. Or, or even if the other person just says, hey, like, I was going to say something, but you interrupted me. Like, I had a train of thought, but I didn't get to finish my train of thought yeah. because, because you already butted in and I don't quite remember what I was thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. So I, we went through that for sure. And, I mean, even with a video call, it's still very imperfect. You know, there's a lag, there's latency. Um, there's no really substitute for live com- communication. But I think you do learn a lot of patience. Um, dealing with the technology mm-hmm. and um, and the silence, even yeah, the silence helps there. Even like, hey, it's lagging or it's buffering. It's like, hey, let's let me just wait a little bit instead of trying to keep on talking. And other person has no idea what you said because like the, <laughs> the network is bad. You know, that, that there's a lot of wisdom in, in what Susie is saying. I think if you're in a relationship, especially if you're married, you should do everything you can to continue getting to know your spouse because regardless of how well you think you know them, we are ever constantly changing creatures, you know? And so 
you need to continually get to know someone. And it just builds intimacy, I think, in your relationship. And so doing like how I said, like whether it's, or like how you said, whether it's going on a walk or a long drive with, you know, maybe no music or anything else going on or whatever it may be that helps it feel more comfortable for you guys to be able to talk or whatever. And asking those deeper questions that are not just like, oh, how was work? How was your day? (laughs) But like, are you, are you afraid of anything right now? Is there like a fear or an anxiety that's on your mind lately? Or what have you been praying about? Have you been, have you been praying and seeking God for anything specific? Mm -hmm. Or is there anything that you're really excited about? Or like how we talk about, like, are, what are your goals for next year? Whether that be financial or like in your career or spiritual or whatever it may be, you know, like what are yeah. your goals? Where do you, what do you want to accomplish next year? You know, things like that. Like that's going to like prompt more conversation and just, I don't know. I feel like it just builds a sense of intimacy and trust yeah. between each other. You know, you just it, feel closer to the other person. It does for sure. And um, as, as you were saying, that just came to my mind that, I think sometimes we're in love with this idea of conversations being so spontaneous and oh, I, he, they just know the perfect thing to say without me asking them, you know, that kind of uh, thinking. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think what we're saying is like, if you want to have a lot of intimacy, you can't rely on spontaneity or it just happened that we happened to speak about something that was really important. You know, mm-hmm. you can put deliberate steps in place to lead you in that direction. You know, it doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Yeah, I think I would just encourage that. Like, if you want a lot of intimacy or you want to grow in intimacy, you can take deliberate steps to to go there and not just wait for the perfect time. You know, that that perfect time may never come. You know, sometimes sometimes yeah. it might be an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, but that's still a step towards intimacy. Sure. Yeah, I think just sitting down and realizing that your spouse can't read your mind and like they might not know you might have a very heavy burden on you have a lot of anxiety or stress or fear about some certain thing or even on the opposite and have a lot of anticipation about something and then you get upset because, oh, why doesn't my spouse get excited with me or why isn't my spouse asking me why I'm so stressed? Like maybe you just hide it very well and they have no idea or maybe they're stressed out. Maybe they're anticipating something else and they're totally distracted because we're human, you know, and if you just have these expectations that they should know, like try to get to know me better, and yet not giving them the opportunity to do that. You're, it's going to be a struggle. And you're going to have unmet expectations. And you're going to be disappointed. And it's going to put a lot of, it's going to put strain on your relationship. So you really should just assume that your spouse cannot read your mind at all. And if they do know you pretty well and they knew something is going on, maybe that's great. But like, don't have those expectations because it can create unnecessary strain. And it just... Yeah, it's not fun, I think. Yeah, I'm, uh, and there's been times when I I remember saying this to Susie that because I said this sentence this way, it means I'm feeling this kind of way. And like, as I was saying it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense <laughs> because she's not inside of my head. How? Why would she know that? Mm-hmm. But I think we, we tell ourselves that stuff. Like, she should be able to know that because I said this thing in a certain way, I'm obviously upset and she should be coming to apologize or whatever, you know, and it's that human life is not like that. I mean, even if she knows you're upset, 
why are you going to force her to apologize? You know, that, that's not helpful either. You know, you want to mm-hmm. create a dialogue. I think, know? yeah, I think something that like helps a lot with just knowing your spouse, like just be transparent with them to the point that you might, to your, you might, if someone were to hear you, they might laugh because you might feel silly, <laughs> but just be, who cares if you feel silly or it might seem embarrassing, like just be transparent if you feel upset, go to the person and say, I feel upset. Uh-huh. And then they might say, well, why do you feel upset? And you might say, I actually have no idea. <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly. I just feel upset. I feel hurt by something you've done or said, but I, I can't really, and I, can't, I don't know why. Um, and then maybe through talking about it, you figure out why, and then you're able to deal with it versus not saying anything, assuming that they'll figure it out themselves when you can't even figure it out yourself and then apologize for it. And then it's just a mess. And like, if you are, if you just are more simple minded, really, it just makes things so much easier. Like I remember specifically one time, which I think it should be okay to share, but I remember our first Valentine's together. We weren't together, but we were together, but like we were long distance. Um, We hadn't had, we hadn't had like a talk about Valentine's day of like, oh, this is what I'm expecting, what I'm not expecting, whatever, our expectations. And I think I I drew you a card. It was a very simple card or something, and I sent it to you saying Happy Valentine's. I think actually it was like Yoda, and I said Yoda-licious or something. Some dumb pun. Anyways, um, and then I didn't get anything back. But we not, had not had that conversation. And to me, I was thinking like, well, everybody on social media says like Valentine's Day is like just for like hopeless romantics and like it's so dumb and so I was like well I shouldn't expect anything because it's such a dumb holiday but I was upset because I didn't get anything and I had that expectation without even realizing I did and I remember we I think called that day later that day and I was upset at you and you were like what's wrong and I said I'm I finally was able to say I am upset and you were like why and I said I actually don't know and but as we spoke I realized like I feel so dumb because I feel like I shouldn't have the expectation to want some of like wanting of receiving something, Mm. even something little. And yet I do. And so I didn't want to admit it because I was like, I feel dumb for having that expectation. But by talking about it and by being like, well, who cares if I sound silly? Mm. We were able to talk about it and be like, Valentine's Day to some people, they could care less. But for me, I do like that I'd like having an excuse to be romantic and I want to be, I want you to be romantic to me too, you know? And so that's just an example of like, so through that, Bam was able to know me better and know like what I like and what I want and my expectations and things like, things like that. And, um, you just have to be willing to like, let go of your pride, I think. You know, I think if you want to know your spouse well, you cannot be prideful. You have to let that part of yourself go. Because if you're full of pride, you're not, you're going to have a wall up between each other. You know what I mean? You're going to have a wall that's not going to let you to know your spouse fully, I feel like. You're right. And that's a lifelong journey because, I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're Christians and, you know, we know a lot of Christians. And that's a daily consecration or what's a better word, like you, you have to give that, you have to confess that to God every day, like God help me with my pride, help me with, 
my self-perceived, you know, worth or value I give myself, you know. Because I think, I think that's the barrier. It's you value yourself to some extent where, well, I don't want to apologize. I don't want to say that I had some negative emotions about my spouse. You, you know, you, you don't want to show the weaker sides of yourself. Mm-hmm. But ironically, it's sharing those weaker sides is what's going to make your bond stronger. Yeah. It, might, it might not make any sense for somebody watching, but mm-hmm. we can testify to that. And we're young in this journey. We, we don't know much, but we can testify that it's those moments, like Susie said, like, hey, this might be weird, but I'm upset. And you may be the cause, you may not be, but I want you to know. And, mm-hmm. um, and then just going from there, at least, okay, she's been transparent with me, and now we can, as a couple, talk about it. And now we're on the same page. I don't have to guess how she's feeling. I don't, you know, because guessing can also lead you into trouble. But if, mm-hmm. you, if you help each other out, like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And now we're like, okay, now we both know what's going on. Yeah. And the, the guessing game is gone. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it sounds strange saying that sharing your weaknesses make, can make you closer. But it really does. Because I think when you have a relationship and one side is like sharing their vulnerabilities and sharing what they're afraid of and sharing what they're they're not great at and where they're failing and the other person might support them and love them and encourage them and and not be ashamed that they're saying that and welcome it but if that other person doesn't then share that as well it feels very one-sided and imbalanced and if you were to only share with me the times that you were happy and feeling good in showing your best side, where I'm showing you everything, even if you were to show me and do everything you could to say that you accept me and love me, if you don't then open yourself up and also show where you're weak and failing, I don't. I feel like that would like it would make it feel so imbalanced to the point that it, like there's an insecurity of like, well, how deep is this like trust? And love because you're not willing to share that side of yourself with me, you know? And so you have to be willing to share it all to really know your spouse, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. And just trust that the other person will still love you and accept you. I heard a sermon where it was talking about Jesus when he goes to the and talks to the woman of the woman at the well. The first woman, first person that he talked like basically showed himself as Christ too, besides the disciples, obviously. <clears throat> and before he ever said that I am your savior and I can save you, he exposed her sin. He basically said, I know you, your sin. You're not like, I don't see you as someone that you're not. Like, I know who you are. You've had like so many, this many husbands yeah. and the person that you're with now is not even your husband. And the sermon was basically saying that if like basically Jesus, and I'm probably not saying as good as the sermon, but basically Jesus was showing her that I know you and all the ugliness of you, and yet I can still save you, and I'm still here for you, and I love you. Yeah. And if there, and he was basically saying, if there's even 1% of you that people don't know about, like in the ugliest 1% of you, but they know the 99% and they say they love you, the devil will still come and say, they don't know that 1%. If they knew that 1%, they wouldn't love you. So it's better just to let people know the 100% of you. And if they walk away, they walk away. Um, but like 
Lord willing, like you've married a godly person and they are still going to be willing to love you. And then that devil doesn't have that leverage on you to say, oh, if they only knew they wouldn't love you. You know, it, it like creates a distance, like a, like a distance between you that you might not even realize at first. Like, oh, my spouse sure. says they love me. This, my spouse says they know me and they love me, but they don't really know everything about me, you know. And that really hit me because it was like, there's all parts, everyone has something about them that they don't like and they don't want to show to people. But I think that is something that you should show to yourselves and like, because, it, and it might be hard, but um, one, hopefully you've talked about those hard things before you're even married, you know, but especially with God, I hope that people know that like God sees all that ugliness and he knows you and he still loves you. And we want to emulate, I guess, God's love. You know, I don't know. I feel like I kind of went on a tangent, but basically it's good to like let your spouse know who you are because then the devil doesn't have leverage to say, to like put separation between you, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree completely. Um, I was kind of, I was letting you cook. You're, you're saying <laughs> a lot of facts, a lot of truth there. And uh, everything that I agree with, I mean, I, I've we've learned these things together, you know, on this journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I just say like sometimes it does take time. Okay. So if you in a relationship right now, maybe maybe even married, and you're like, well, I don't feel like we can talk about all the deepest, darkest things in our lives right now. It doesn't mean you have a bad marriage. It just means you're still growing in your intimacy. Yeah. So don't I don't want people to be discouraged. No, but I think that, um, yeah, of course, everybody's on a journey. But I, I would encourage people that, like, to trust, to let trust grow in the relationship so that one day they can feel like they can share that and, you know, not be afraid. Yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's what you want to head towards, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, hey. I hope you guys like this one. It was kind of a little more unscripted, a little yeah. more go with the flow, but I think there's a lot of truth in here. I mean, I feel like I'm relearning some lessons that, I've, you know, we came across in the past and mm-hmm. definitely the intentionality piece is something that you can't really have enough of. Um, so I think that's a good reminder for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't keep you any longer. Thank you for watching. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed. This is Bam. This is Susie. Because we are sweeping bam, the all I said is um, leave a comment if you want, um, what you would like to hear from us. Um, we pray you are blessed. Mm-hmm. Uh, God bless. God bless. Bye.